Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. These are conversations with CEOs of digital companies, thought leaders, and solution providers about how you can become a level five digital workplace. For the show notes and transcript of this episode, go to thedigitalworkplace.com. Well, welcome back to our show. Today, our guest is Kyle Defer. He's the president of True You. How are you doing today, Kyle? Great, Neil. Thanks for the opportunity to be with you today. Well, we're so excited to have you on. You do a lot of work with companies and you have a lot of rich experience yourself. Today, we're going to be talking about leadership. We're talking about culture. We're talking about how to shape that up. But what I want you to do first is just kind of give us a little bit of your background personally and then tell us about True You. Oh, happy to. So, um, I was in healthcare for many years. In fact, I was, uh, for 25 years, I was in hospital administration. And about six years ago, I made the transition into what I'm doing now with True You. But it served, uh, I was president of St. Vincent Indianapolis Hospital for seven years prior to coming to True You, but had been with the St. Vincent Ascension System for 20 years prior to that, and then had worked in private uh, investor-owned hospitals uh, for eight years prior to that. And so, I had a, a long history and experience in hospital administration and loved the work. Um, but I had a, um, I refer to it as a restlessness of uh, having done this for, you know, 20, having done that for 25 plus years and said, you know, if I wasn't doing this, what would I do? And that was really a journey for me of really tapping into where my passions are and uh, what I felt like I was, I was good at, but also that. I, I thought if I could spend all my time doing these two or three things, what would those two or three things be? And so for me, that was around mentoring young leaders. It was around building healthy cultures and organizations and connecting purpose to work. And so uh, after identifying those three things, I, I was able to, to connect with this new organization that was just starting up. It was called True You and some of the business leaders here in Indianapolis that had a vision for creating an organization like True You and uh, I had to happen to be at the right place at the right time. And so I made the decision to transition from my healthcare career to leading this organization, uh, True You. Yeah, and True You does a lot of great work, and you're, you're very well connected, a lot of good things going on. Let's insert into the, the conversation the aspect of digital. So, in your experience as a leader in the healthcare field, obviously healthcare has been digital for a long time, that presence has been there. But when it comes to actually shaping the culture as a president, as a leader of an organization like that, what was your experience in kind of creating a culture as digital tools started to become more mainstream? You know, I think in healthcare, uh, our focus is on, you know, fulfilling our mission, uh, serving all persons with special attention to the poor and the underserved in Catholic healthcare, uh, providing, you know, top quality care, uh, a great place for employees to work in safe care. Uh, were, were really top priorities for us. And so when we thought about a digital workplace, uh, the first question that we always asked ourselves is, is this going to enhance care for patients? Is it going to make the environment safer for our staff? Is it going to make it safer for our patients? And if it, if it is, if it does, how should we embrace it and when should we move forward with it? And so, uh, and I was, you know, <laughs> I had the, the privilege or the curse, however you want to talk about it, being on the front end during my career right. of, implementing electronic health records and computerized physician order entry, those kinds of things, which which were huge changes, huge evolutions in the, the practice patterns and the behaviors of people as they engage with that technology. And it was difficult. I got to be real honest with you. It was, it was really difficult work um, because it, in many ways it slowed staff down and technology can be wonderful, but it can be actually be more challenging on the front end until you acclimate to it, right? And so... 
um, we, but we always kept the vision in mind that the end state of this, when we get through this turbulent time of the implementation of this technology, it'll be safer for patients. Uh, nurses will no longer have to be trying to interpret what a physician's handwriting is uh, at two in the morning. Is that, a, is that a five or is that a 0.5 in terms of the dosage of that medication? And knowing that by using the technology, you can eliminate those kinds of issues that make care much safer for, for patients. Yeah, and I think you've demonstrated well that the first push towards digital was really customer-focused. It was about how do we offer a better service or product to the people that are coming to us. And I think throughout the 90s and early 2000s, that, that was pretty much the focus of things. Now, your experience has shifted to where you're mentoring leaders, but they're in a different era. Now, the customer experience is almost fully digitized, but now that employee experience is also becoming fully digitized as it goes through. So what are the differences you see and the different challenges that leaders of today are facing that you didn't necessarily have to experience? Yeah, I think, I think today, um, you know, a lot of, and, and I think that the pandemic has really uh, accelerated in many ways, the digital workplace, uh, which I think is a good thing. Uh, it's accelerated, you know, the use of uh, virtual tools, um, the platforms for virtual uh, video conferencing, those kinds of things that um, have people have realized I can work from home and it works. We don't have to need to be in the same physical environment. Um, you know, my own personal experiences, I've, I've found uh, great leverage and benefit in uh, being able to have uninterrupted time to do what I refer to as deep thinking kinds of work. And uh, that adds, I think, the most value to our organization when I'm involved in that kind of work. It's just an uninterrupted kind of work. And so I think that that by necessity, people have been pushed into this environment, uh, and there's pros and cons to it, especially if you have small children and so on, they can create unique challenges in that process. But um, I think that learning uh, that that really others that you can leverage technology to be more efficient and you can schedule your, your day and your time better. And I think do uninterrupted work. And so you're in that deep flow of work, which is, is rich work typically. Definitely. I think that's a great advantage to talk about as leaders come into this. So let's shift a little bit as you're, you're experiencing, you're getting feedback from people that are in this right now. What do leaders of digital companies have to do differently when they're shaping their cultures? If somebody's coming up to this new, they're saying, hey, I want to create a great culture. They have all these digital tools that are out there. Maybe they have distributed teams that are in different places. What are some of the trends that you see right now and advice that you would like to give to those leaders? You know, interestingly, I think that uh, the highest performing cultures today, um, they focus on a, on, a, on a couple things that uh, are not necessarily intuitive, in fact, some people push back on them, but I think that they're critically important. And I see the highest performing uh, digital companies focusing on personal development as well as professional development. And oftentimes in the workplace, it's just been focused on, I'm gonna, I want you to have the skills. I'm going to provide the tools and resources for you to be able to do the professional aspect, the technical aspects of your job and your role. But the highest performing companies understand that we're more than just the professional work that we do and providing resources and tools to help people to grow personally, as well as professionally, uh, is critically important. You know, there's this integration of discipline and behaviors. It's about integration, not segmentation. You know, who I am as a person, and I live that out in the work that I do, and that actually, I bring my whole self to work. I'm not trying to segment myself. I bring my whole self to work, and that actually adds for a richer workplace and I think higher quality work as well. And so, you know, the, the way I think of it is, 
you know, if, if there's one aspect, you know, we have all different facets of our lives, right? There's the, there's the, the work that we do, the, the job that we have, there's the family relationships we have, there's our physical health, there's our spiritual health, there's um, our financial health, all those different areas. And, and if any one of those areas is upside down or moving, you know, uh, decisively in the wrong direction, it affects all the others. We're all interconnected. And so I think the, the, the healthiest cultures, the digital companies that are creating these really high-performing cultures understand that. And they're committed to providing some resources and tools to help people to grow and to develop in all facets and areas of their life, not just the professional. And they're finding that they've created this culture uh, that is, that is high-performing because they have people who are able to focus because all the different facets of their lives at least are moving in the right direction. Yeah. As work becomes more digital and the workplace becomes more digital, I'm hearing from other leaders that really what their goal is, is to to find ways for the, the people that work for them to become more human. They, they need yes. them to be able to interact with each other better, communication to be higher, to make sure that empathy level is high, um, that they're practicing good, uh, solid, nonviolent communication, as other people like to call it. I think those are really big skills that we need to invest in and, and to make sure to recognize, yeah, as, as people are growing, it's not just about the work life. It's also about them as a person. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, to your question, the leaders of these digital companies, how they have to behave differently is they really have to, to, to acknowledge the importance of trust, you know, and building trust in those relationships and the importance also of transparency, which is also related to trust. And so they have to model that uh, as a leader and they're very focused on that. Uh, because when, when, especially when you're working remotely, maybe you're not in the same geographic space, you have to be very intentional about the communication, about the building of the trust and being transparent uh, in, in a more remote environment than maybe you would in a physical environment because there's not as many interactions that you may have with, with individuals. And so uh, leaders, of these, these digital leaders that are, that are highly effective are very intentional about being transparent and being trust and engendering trust in their relationships uh, as well. Yeah. I'm so fascinated by this, that when you take work and you take out the physical part and you introduce all these digital tools and automation and other things out of there, actually just boiling down to what are those essential human interactions we need to have. And that's why trust is so important. That's why clarity is so important. That's why being able to communicate well is so important. So that's great insight you're giving us. Why don't you share a few stories of companies that you've been working with or you've seen that are really doing a great job to just to give us an idea about what does that high level digital culture look like? You know, within TrueU, TrueU is a, an organization where companies join, and so we have 73-plus companies that are a part of, of TrueU, and they're all focused on growing their people to grow their business. And so we have some great cultures and some great uh, – I'm always fascinated by learning the stories of how different leaders and different companies are focusing on creating high performance in their relationships um, in, within their companies and in the relationships that they form. And so – We've got a lot of examples of some great companies, uh, to your point, in terms of what are the things that we're seeing. I know uh, one of our newer members, a company called Perk here in Indianapolis, Andy Medley, is uh, the president there, CEO there, and co-founder. And uh, they are incredibly transparent. (laughs) I mean, every month, full financials are shared. Everybody sees the full financials within their organization. There's no secrets. There's there's nothing hidden. Everybody understands exactly what happened with revenue, what happened with expense. Uh, how the metrics are, are are correlated with the revenue and the expense metrics. They see what the bottom line is. And they have this big board in their workplace, and they just, they're putting that stuff up, and they're having their meet, team meetings. They're saying, here it is. Any questions, right? Here's what our observations are. And so that transparency creates just wonderful levels of trust within their organization. 
<clears throat> that they have. And they, they make it available digitally as well, right? So people can access that information to be at the meeting or in the, in the workplace. Um, you know, Worcester Construction, uh, Al Worcester, I had a conversation with him recently and he was talking about um, the importance of having the commitment to doing the hard right versus the easy wrong. As we go through this pandemic period of time and, and you organizations facing some unique stresses uh, within their organizations from a business perspective, it's easy to uh, fall into patterns of maybe just slow paying vendors, you know, without them knowing, you know, just you, all of a sudden you stop paying or you, you slow down your pain and, you know, you, you need to do the, the, the hard right. If you have to, if you can't make the payments, you need to call them and tell them, I'm going to slow down the payments, right? It's that, that sense of trust and, and relate, treating people like you want to be treated. Um, I think it was really important in terms of creating that culture. That's key. GoodellNet is another company, uh, Nick Smarelli, uh, a true member company that I think it just, you know, a lot of transparency and, and, and focusing on growth. And, and Nick models that. Yeah, we, we had Nick on the show just a little bit ago. Yeah, Nick's a great guy, and and he's he's on his own personal growth journey. He's you know he's climbing mountains, <laughs> doing ultra marathons, and uh, you know physically and always challenging himself. And you just can't understate the importance of modeling what you want to see in your organization as a CEO. And so, modeling that transparency, modeling that personal growth journey that you're on, is 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 critically important and, and GoodellNet, you know, they're, they're in the digital space, you know, as, as a, as an organization. And uh, there's a lot of authenticity, I think, within their organization of how they lead, how they grow, how they communicate and how they share with one another as well. The other example I would share is uh, the Morales group. And so Seth Morales is president there. Uh, they have a highly diverse workforce. Uh, they have locations all over the, the country and they really see diversity as their strength. You know, their mission within Morales Group is improving lives one story at a time. So they're a staffing company, but nowhere in their mission is to talk about being a staffing company, right? They're, they're all about improving lives one story at a time. And, and their employees resonate with that. We want to make lives better for other people by providing them jobs is one of the ways they do that. But they also, they're involved in all kinds of service to, to all kinds of organizations. They take teams to third world countries and, and build homes for, for, uh, for people. And um, they're, you know, it's, it's just really interesting looking at how these companies come along and they're establishing a really positive culture within their organization. Um, and, and, and they're, they're also very, from a digital perspective, they're certainly focused on leveraging those tools um, of, of communication, of connection, of creating an environment where people have the freedom to do, to, and, and there's trust that's established there. You don't have to worry about, you know, here's the objective that we have for you. Uh, here's, the, here's the project. Take it and run with it. You know, we've set the parameters around, and we will make sure we answer your questions that you have. But we, we trust you, and we, we want to make sure that you have the skills you need to be successful in it. But we're not going to micromanage you, right? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to support you and, and trust that you're going to be able to access the systems and the, and the information that you need to be able to do this job and, and get this project done. I want to pick up on a, a point you made earlier when you're talking about the importance of the leader themselves as they're going through these transitions. Especially, let's just say, we're right here. We're in 2020 in the heat of the summer. We've got the coronavirus. We've got a lot of racial tensions that are that have come up. I think individuals can make a response to these things in many different ways. We can just kind of hunker down and say, okay, I'll outlast this and see when it all blows over. 
And in both cases, uh, both from the racial issues as well as the pandemic, you can lean into it and say, okay, how can I actually use this time to advance, to better myself, to educate myself on what's going on, to dig deeper into these issues that maybe I wasn't aware of, whether that be from a digital side of things or how a virus affects different people or how race is perceived in our country. So in your experience, what has been that role of the personality of the leader? They're out there. They're trying to establish a culture. They'd love to have a culture of diversity, let's say. They'd love to have a more inclusive culture to see more people of color and different backgrounds in their leadership roles. What are the things that the leader needs to do on a personal level in order to get there on a company level? Organizations, high-performing organizations are, are focused. They understand what their mission is and they understand what their values are and they connect their behaviors to those. They're very intentional about it. And it's really important that the CEO and the president are acutely aware of that on a daily basis of what they do. And, and, and hopefully you know, your core values are going to reflect the value of your people and wanting to help them to set them up to be successful. And I know, you know, a high performing digital culture is one where you're committed to a culture and an environment that is, that is stress-free, that's supportive of people that helps that work is life giving instead of life sucking. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. And, and so there's an intentionality around that. And when an issue like, um, you know, the racial tension issue, which has come to light, I think it's been around a long time. I think <laughs> yeah. it's come to light more over a series of events over the last number of months. And uh, I think a, a leader is going to look at their mission and look at the core values. And I can just speak from our own experience, our own situation, you know, so we, we looked at our mission. Our mission is uh, to help people fulfill their, their potential from a personal and professional development perspective, right? That, that's what we do at TrueU. We help people fulfill their personal and professional um, potential. Um, and so that's the mission of who we are, but our values, our values state that count on me, others first, relationships matter, do hard things. Those are our four values. And so when this issue of the racial tension came up in the protests and so on, we, we took a step back as a team and said, what action, if any, is appropriate for us, given this dynamic that's going on in our world right now? So we looked at those things and said, you know what? We believe that for that all people have the opportunity to fulfill their potential, right? Our mission, personally and professionally, and we're we're going to do hard things. We're going to do the right thing. We're going to do hard things. We believe relationships matter. Others first. You can count on me. We're going to be an ally. People that are trustworthy. That count on me piece. And so we decided to step into that and to provide some provide a forum for people to come together and to learn about this issue. You know, so we started a special podcast series on invitations to listen is what it's called. We're interviewing leaders, people of color and hearing, you know, we can listen to what their experience is. And then, um, you know, we're also doing, we just, this morning we did a leadership series. We had 418 people sign up for it. It was a webinar and it was on, let's talk about race. We had three people of color that were a panel where they shared their experiences and what can be done, right. To be a part of the solution, to create a greater sense of, uh, justice and equality in our world today. So I think that, you know, to, to your question, it's, it's, it's understanding who are we and what are our values and are we living authentically? Are we living consistently with who we say we are and what we are? And, and to the degree that you can do that, I think you're going to create people within your organization will say, you know what, this is the real deal. I, I really believe we are who we say we are, who we want to be. And I see that and, and my level of engagement is going to go up, right? Uh, 
there's a lot of talk today, Neil, about engagement. You know, what's my what's my level of engagement within the organization? That's a, an important attribute of culture. And you know, engagement really is about trust. And if I don't trust you, I'm not going to get engaged. And I, I think of the, the example of, of getting engaged to be married, right? We all understand what that is when we, we when someone says, Will you marry me? Right? Get on get on your knee and say, Will you marry me? In the answer to that question, the first question that's going to come up in the mind of the person who's being proposed to most often is, can I trust this person? Am I willing to commit my life to be in relationship with this person at the exclusion of all others, right? <laughs> and, and, and the number one attribute, you ask people that question, they're going to say, can I trust them? Do I trust them? And it, it also applies, I think that same principle applies in the workplace when people say, if I'm going to be all in for this organization, if I'm going to be, I'm going to bring my whole self and I'm going to go above and beyond, uh, I want to know that I can trust the leadership. This is an authentic organization. They're going to do what they say they're going to do. There's an intentionality to live consistent with their mission and their core values. No one's perfect. Nobody expects you to be perfect. They do expect you to be earnest and honest in your attempts to live consistently with that. And I think the high-performing digital company understands that and embraces that. And it would look at an issue like the racial tension issue in the context of who we say that we are, who we want to be. And therefore, that's going to guide what kind of actions we take or don't take in regards to whatever the issue is that comes up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kyle, let's end with this one. Um, I want you to look out into the future Let's say we, we've been trying this for a while. We've, we've got lots of good companies like the ones you mentioned that are that are pushing the boundaries of what it means to have a good digital culture. When we talk about a level five digital workplace or a level five digital culture, it's always like that one step beyond from what we can see right now. So where do you think we're going to start pushing those boundaries? Where are the most farthest reaching companies going to be in two or three years from now? What are the issues they're going to be facing? Yeah, I, you know, I think that, the highest performing organizations are going to embrace, they're going to have some attributes about them. You're going to feel, when you go to that organization, you're going to feel a culture. Um, you know, we have one president within True You, John Loft and MJ Insurance, and, you know, he's made the statement before. We want it to be uncomfortable to work here if you're not on a growth journey, right? And so this, these, I think these digital five, level five companies, uh, digital, level, level five digital culture companies are going to be, an environment where everyone there is on a growth journey. You know, they're they're all talking about what they're reading. They're all talking about how they're what they're learning about themselves, about others, and it's uncomfortable to work there if you're not because that's what everybody's talking about. And you're getting asked questions. What are you reading now? Well, I'm not reading anything. Well, you know, you're going to feel uncomfortable to work in that kind of environment if you're not trying to learn how do we leverage technology? How do we create an environment where we create the highest performance within our organization? And how do we support each other in doing that? Um, I think there's and, and there's this granting of permission to hold each other accountable as well. I think, you know, a level five digital culture is one where I can come to you and say, hey, I'm working on this. I'm struggling with this. I want you to ask me in two weeks how I'm doing on this. Right. And, and you're not my supervisor. You're just a, a, a colleague. Right. But we, we give people permission to hold us accountable on things that we're on things that we're working on. I think transparency is assumed uh, in, in those level five organizations. Uh, data is readily available. Technology is leveraged to provide that data in real time so that I have what I need to make good decisions and to do good project work. Uh, that's made available to me. I think there's there's clarity of expectations and celebration of achievements and, and learning from his goals, right? So uh, a level five company is going to be innovative. They're going to they're push the boundaries. 
And you can't be an innovative company if people are scared to fail. And mm. so you have to you have to have this environment where people, um, you know, there's clear clear expectations. There's uh, celebration of achievement. But when people fail, um, there's learnings that come from it, and that's how it's looked at. What do we learn from this? And we're a learning organization. That's important to us. Uh, people aren't pun- punished, but they're they're they're. We learn from from what their experiences are. I think it's not about physical proximity. It's about relationships and winning together. You know, it doesn't matter where you're working. You know, let's 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 be in relationships. Let's be intentional around the communication. Um, I think level five companies are apolitical and they're results oriented, right? Uh, I think when there's low levels of trust in an organization, it becomes a political organization. People are always covering covering their backside, right? They're 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 thinking politically. Uh, very counterproductive to be a high performing organization. So level five companies are apolitical because there's high levels of trust. There's high levels of transparency. Their data is readily available. Uh, and then the last thing I would say, Neil, to that point, I think that you know focus equals growth. And so you create an environment where people are given the opportunity to, to really focus and everybody knows what, what is it we're working on, what's most important to the organization, what's expected of me. And then uh, I do that both personally as well as professionally. And as people grow, what we believe is businesses don't grow, people do, right? And so as, as you focus on growing people, both personally and professionally, uh, watch their business take off. And that's a cultural attribute that you create within an organization where you focus on personal and professional growth of your people and and the business growth will, will be a consequence of that. Now, I'm excited to think about what office cultures will be like in the future, because I, I think like you're saying, all these things are true and we need to bring in a sense of belonging. Like you belong here because you care about the same things we do. We, we approach life in a similar way. And I think that's just an, an important thing to see. And at the same time, even with our earlier question, recognizing that, and we all need to push ourselves to be more inclusive of other people that maybe have a different mindset, uh, maybe have a slightly different opinion to it. It's almost like family, you know, you, you have, you don't get to choose who's there and sometimes they, they push you in different ways and you get to choose when you can be there, which, which that's a whole issue in itself. Like is a high functioning culture a business, is that function as a family or not? I have my own thoughts on that. I'm sure you do too. We'll, we'll say that for another episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's right. And one of the things that I learned in healthcare around diversity is uh, to the degree that you can um, structure your organization in a way that reflects those that you serve, you're going to serve them better. Yeah. You're going to understand the cultural nuances that people have. Um, you're going to be able to better anticipate what needs are and, 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 and to treat folks uh, in a way that's going to best meet their needs. And so diversity really is about um, being a better organization, uh, about providing better better service and better care to those that, that you serve. And I think that's the tension too, because as you focus on culture, you may become more insular and you may become more like, no, I like these people because they think like me and they act like me and I'm very comfortable around them. And so there has to be this constant tension of like, yes, that's true. And we should double down on that. And we should also double down on and bring in diverse voices that we haven't heard before. That's a great point, Neil. And I think that um, that's a, I think that's an un, unconscious uh, pitfall of culture oftentimes is you're trying to find people who are like-minded, right? Yep. You're trying to find people who are going to fit in this culture. Well, the downside of that is you, you may do that at the expense of diversity. And all of a sudden uh, it's actually become a draw, a drain on your business and your ability to see and anticipate 
uh, really bright people bring in people who think differently than they do and challenge them uh, because they know that you're going to come, you're going to arrive at the best outcomes and decisions when you're intentional about doing that. It's counterintuitive though. <laughs> it doesn't come naturally. You have to be intentional about it. Totally. Well, well, Kyle, you set us up for a good part two coming up later. We'll get into these issues more, but we'll close this one out for now. It's been great to speak with you and to talk about these topics. Thanks for the work you're doing in, in your community and, and elsewhere. And we look forward to interacting with you more. Wonderful, Neil. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited about the work you're doing at the digital workplace. Fantastic work. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing these conversations as we move forward. Uh, real excited about it. So thank you so much. This has been the Digital Workplace Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to leave a review wherever you found it. Go to thedigitalworkplace.com and sign up for our twice a month newsletter. It keeps you up to date on the best ways to build a level five digital workplace. Music for the show is provided by City of Sound. I'm your host, Neil Miller. Keep moving forward.